0: Hey everybody, it's me, Ethan McKinley, and I'm here to review... Logan. Is it Wolverine? No, Logan. Logan is a 2017 film released by 20th Century Fox and, of course, starring everyone's favourite mutant, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, of course, has played the character since the year 2000. It's been 17 years since he first graced our screens, actually replacing De Grey Scott mid-X-Men shoot because of scheduling conflicts between Mission Impossible 2. I bet Dugray's kicking himself now. Oh. This is the final part in, I guess, a loose trilogy, starting with 2009's X-Men Origins. Uh, the second film was directed by James Mangold, The Wolverine, which was a really great film, right until the third act when it kind of, like, all fell apart and went a bit too comic book, which I get it's a comic book movie, but come on. The end with a silver samurai thing. So what's this story about? Well, again, it doesn't quite follow on from the other previous films. It divorces itself... Uh, from the main X-Men films, for sure. And then it kind of like sidesteps the other two X-Men films, even the one directed previously by James Mangold. Uh, as its own kind of universe. If I'd say it was connected to any kind of film, it's basically a a loose sequel to the first X-Men. As we all know, X-Men 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19... 19, 19. None of them match up. The film is loosely connected to the other two X-Men films, being, of course, uh, Origins, The Wolverine, and then this one. Although it does take quite pains to divorce itself from the main X-Men films, it kind of sidesteps this one as well, being it's in its own separate universe, as it were. If I was going to say anything, it's kind of close in kind of story and tone. So it's kind of a sequel because the the timeline of the last 20 X-Men films we've had, none of them make sense. So it's kind of a sister film to X-Men 1, uh, being the relationship between Professor X and Wolverine has finally come full circle. So what's the story about? The film is set in 2029. It's a bleak future where mutants apparently no longer exist. Hugh Jackman, of course, as I said, returns as the titular hero Wolverine slash James Howlett slash the Wolverine slash Weapon X, pick a name, they say all of him in this film, is now a down-on-his-luck limo driver, ferrying around frat boys, hen parties, hot chicks, drunk people. It's a mess. In order to scrape together enough pennies so he and Professor X can ride off into the sunset in some form of, like, strange retirement. I'm not sure if they're meant to be together, but... There are a few rumours about huge- SHUT UP! <laughs> so anyway, it's a bleak film. It's essentially a road movie. Basically a character-based road movie. It reminded me very much of, like, Paris, Texas... And uh, they reference many Westerns because the tone is very much a Western tone. They even like show Shane a few times throughout the film and like reference that. So we find Wolverine living in New Mexico with this ailing dementia ridden Professor X who's like uh, kind of locked away slash protected in this abandoned water tower, which very much is reminiscent of kind of Cerebro from the first three or four X-Men films. Wolverine is basically brokering back alley drug deals in order to provide Professor X with this uh, dementia medicine so he doesn't obviously go crazy and destroy the world with his giant mind. Helping, of course, in a supporting role, Wolverine slash Hugh Jackman slash Logan slash Wolverine slash Weapon X is Stephen Merchant, who plays Caliban, a mutant who can detect other mutants and is kind of uh, has a, a massively adverse vampiric reaction to the sun. You'd think it's an idyllic existence, but it's actually this awful soul crushing characters are in a terrible place life's falling apart it's a very dark and grim film Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine as this kind of broken down beaten old man life's got too much on top of him you really get this sense that kind of things are kind of winding down for uh, Wolverine he's not healing as well as he used to he gets uh, into a fight which I think is a bit bad timing in terms of what's happening with Trump and the media that he kind of kills a bunch of Mexicans that are trying to rob him. But that's the story for another podcast. So where does this all lead up to? Then into their lives comes this little girl Laura, played by Daphne Keene, who's actually really good, who has the same mutant powers as Wolverine and the claws. It's actually two claws, not three, but she's a girl. I don't know. As soon as that happens, all hell breaks loose. Boyd Holbrook leading a group of kind of physically altered characters called the Reavers who've got like robotic arms and legs and stuff and are essentially kind of a bunch of Navy Seals wreak havoc in their lives and they have to go on the run and escape. It turns into a road movie, a character study where a man comes together with a little girl. Not in that way, easy. At that point, it becomes this really kind of cool character-driven kind of road movie where it's just like uh, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman and uh, Daphne Keane playing uh, Laura, Professor X and Wolverine. Yeah, it's just, it's really... It's great. Patrick Stewart. of course, I'd go as far as to say this is his best on-screen performance. He kind of like really plays this kind of like crazy basket case version of Professor X, who you're not sure if he's kind of got dementia or he's back in the room or he's not, or he could just kill everyone at any minute. So uh, in my humble opinion, well done, Patrick. Daphne Keane, of course, plays a fantastic role as Laura slash Weapon 23 that we obviously discover she's uh, the famous comic book clone of Wolverine. And props, of course, go to Eric LaSalle, who everyone knows and loves from Coming to America. (laughs) And the great, great thing about the film is this unrelenting, bleak tone. It sounds like you're not going to have fun if you watch this film, but it just, it really does. The film carries and carries and carries and goes on and on and on and on. And it never kind of gets tired or boring until about the last third. And that's kind of, I think, the trap that... Uh, the Wolverine fell into in 2014 it was a really great film right up until the point where this kind of like uh robot samurai just walks in and appears and now I know it's a comic book film but the kind of serious tone that you kind of had a little bit with the Wolverine and especially with this uh things kind of get flushed down the toilet very quickly and it becomes a bit kind of like an x-men film which I know is what they kind of want but it felt a bit like a studio note like James Mangold's directing, he's done this really character-driven, amazing kind of like uh, Western, a bit like Unforgiven with uh, Clint Eastwood, if you if you like, or The Outlaw, Josie Wells, where it's just one man kind of left in the world carrying on. And then it just all kind of goes down the toilet when all these kind of like strange comic book elements are kind of added. Uh, I'm going to give a spoiler now, so stop the review now if you don't want to know this. But the bit that kind of went wrong for me... <laughs> was when the evil clone of Wolverine shows up. Now that sounds good, doesn't it? For me, it didn't really work. It was too much of a kind of robot samurai uh, situation. But then when that happened and everyone just started kind of like getting comic booky, it kind of ruined the tone that they built up to that point. It's uh, it's a shame really. It's a great, great film on the whole, but just that last like half an hour. gets a bit schlocky. And up to that point, we've had this really good, great, amazing acting and performance-based kind of movie, obviously driven centrally by Hugh Jackman. It's just when Hugh Jackman shows up again with a shaved head as Weapon 24, which I know is the comic book character. I know he's from the comics. It just, for the tone of this film, it didn't kind of fit. And I do think uh, it was probably a studio note. I think Fox kind of like visited the set and went, why are there no fucking mutants in this film? And he went, I kind of wrote it so there weren't any mutants. It's just like Professor X and then Caliban a little bit. And then Wolverine and obviously Laura Weapon 23, the female child toddler Wolverine. And obviously the heads of Fox have gone, what are you doing? You can't do that. You need to put in some evil superheroes right now who are taking the money away. So I think that's what he did. But on the whole, a great, great film. I'd give it 8 out of 10. It's really, I guess, maybe... Yeah, it is. It's the best X-Men film, even though it's not quite an X-Men film until the end. So go and see it. It's out, obviously, in general release right now. And uh, yeah, I hope you like it as much as I did. Just uh, get ready for the last third, which kind of goes... (laughs) So yeah, I've been Ethan McKinley. This is Questionable. If you want to see more from me, please subscribe to the button down there. There's going to be more reviews, uh, more in-depth discussions on film and life and everything. More podcasts coming up. Got some great guests lined up. So please, subscribe.